Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011 at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we will be talking with Titus Mackin Jr., star of the Walmart and P&G film Game of Your Life. We will also be reviewing the latest Twilight Saga edition, Breaking Dawn, and the new films, Happy Feet, Arthur Christmas, and The Muppets. So to start off the show with us, we have Titus Mackin Jr., and he will be discussing with us his role in Game of Your Life, and we also have Gabriella Chu from New York with us. So how are you guys doing? Good, you? I'm awesome, thank you. (laughs) It's awesome to be here with you guys, it's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being with us, we really appreciate it, and you also play one of the warblers in Glee, so that must be exciting, because we're all really big Glee fans here. (laughs) Yes, I am 100% behind the warblers. (laughs) Awesome. So, Gabriella, I'll let you take it away with the interview. Okay, so how did you get the part of Zach Taylor in the movie Game of Your Life? Well, just like the rest of the roles and how it works here in La La Land, Los Angeles, um, my agent called me and she was like, there's this really awesome role. I think you would enjoy it. It's a little different than the other characters you've played because I've been you know just a regular guy this was my first time tapping into that inner nerd and tech savvy guy so i went in um just let myself go and (laughs) be the nerd that i really am and cool so do you identify with your character in any way yeah you said in glee um no in the movie game in the movie oh right um i do actually it's (laughs) it's pretty interesting although my outside appearance is a little different than zach taylor's Inside, we're a, a lot similar. I'm, I'm a big game guy, and uh, I'm smart, very smart, intelligent guy. I, I did well in school, so we have a lot in common as far as that goes. And then in the film, he has a strong relationship with his father, and 
just like him in real life, me and my father get along quite well. So, What was the most fun and difficult aspect of playing your character? The most fun I had was definitely with the cast, and it was awesome being able to meet and work with Nathan Kress, who plays Freddie on iCarly, and Leah Thompson, who was in Back to the Future. And it was just awesome working with the cast, let alone being able to play games all day on set, playing Connect and and learning how to create these characters on the computer. So it was just a blast all around. Cool. So what is something you hope kids watching this movie will learn? Um, I definitely uh, hope that they would learn loyalty and 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 honor and friendship and how important family is. There's so many great messages in the film. And we create this game. The characters in the film create the game called My Choice. And it just pushes the... Um, the, the, the truth, rather, I guess, about how important your choices are. You make a choice every day. You can choose to do the right thing or you can choose to do the, the wrong thing and the consequences for those choices. And I just really hope that uh, children and families in general just really focus and, and pay attention to how significant choices are and, and the, the things that are in the world. You have to learn lessons and just really getting the best out of it that you can, the most out of it that you can. Yeah, I got that message from the movie, too. So what do you plan to do in the future? Something related to acting? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I don't even I can even imagine what I would do if it weren't acting. Um, yeah, absolutely. Just sticking with my acting. Maybe if music were to come along, I would dibble and dabble in a little bit of music. But um, other than that, going straight for the for the big screen. <laughs> I have a question for you, Titus. So yes. since you've been in acting and that's such a big part of your life, what advice would you give to young aspiring actors and actresses? Perseverance. And I know it's something that you hear all the time, but it's so important. Like I've watched a lot of my friends have the same huge dreams that I have. And, you know, they come out to Los Angeles and, and they're, they're strong and they're like, I'm going to do this. And then when they get a few no's, and you know, don't book the roles all the time. You get a little discouraged, but as long as you persevere and really remember what you're out here for and the reason that you wanna do it, why it brings you joy, then you're gonna be extremely successful. You just have to keep going strong. So you also play David as one of the warblers on Glee. Despite the different music aspects, how does your character Zach relate or differ from your character David? Hmm, I would say they relate in the let's say in the sense that both characters are kind of to themselves like on glee david doesn't speak up much because at at the time um when his character was a little more prevalent uh blaine kind of had more say and i would just have to kind of stay bottled down and zach is kind of similar in that sense um him and his friends in the film they um the friends kind of speak up and he has um a girlfriend, possible girlfriend named Sarah, and she kind of takes the lead and, and Zach kind of stays behind things. Like he knows the answers, but he always keeps it bottled down. So that's a kind of way that they're similar. Um, and they differ in a lot, a lot of ways. Zach wouldn't be caught dead performing in front of an audience or singing or dancing. That's like the, com the complete opposite thing that he would think at any point. <laughs> Absolutely. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are interviewing Titus Mackin Jr. from Game of Your Life, reviewing the films Twilight Breaking Dawn, Happy Feet, Arthur Christmas, and The Muppets. 
So right now we have with us the star of Game of Your Life, Titus, and we also have Gabriella with us, who's conducting the interview. Okay, so I know that you've grown up with a military family and you've traveled around the world. So how cool must that be? That was an amazing, amazing experience. People always wonder, oh, didn't it get old? You know, you weren't able to have like these lifelong friends that you've known since you were a toddler because like, you move so often. But I've loved it. Like, I don't regret any of it. I'm happy that my dad served just for the sake of being able to travel and and to see so many different cultures and and taste different food. I'm a, I'm a food junkie. I love food. <laughs> so it was awesome being able to go everywhere and try all these new things. So how have these various cultures impacted you relating to your career in acting? Well, as far as entertainment, there's always different forms of it in different countries. And it's just it just sparked my interest that much more. Like, oh, wow, look how they dance here or look how they perform there. And when I used to live in Germany, I used to do the show because I, I was a gymnast as well. And the gymnastics uh, training hall I used to go to, we used to put on the show and just being around performing in so many different areas just was slowly building inside of me. And it didn't hit me until I was in high school that I really wanted to use it and embrace all of this inside built entertainment love. <laughs> so Titus, since you've lived in so many different places all around the world, do you have any uh, second languages that you've learned? Um, well, <laughs> I can speak a little bit of German, just a little bit, but enough to like ask somebody's age. That's probably Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm about at that same level with you. <laughs> so do you relate more to your character, Zach Taylor, or David and Glee? Ooh, that's a hard one. Hmm. I am going to split the difference <laughs> just because I feel like Titus is a perfect mix between the both because I am definitely not an outward person like Zach Taylor. And I have that that strong love for home, just like Zach Taylor. But then on the other side, if you put me on a stage, that's when the real me comes out like David. And it's all smiles and dancing and singing. And then as soon as I step off stage, I go back to Zach Taylor. So I would say <laughs> an even mix. <laughs> so Titus, what was your favorite scene to film on Game of Your Life? Wow, that's awesome. Um, whew. I would probably say there's a, a big connect party that the school um, has and there's everybody in there and it was so awesome being there and there's like a bunch of extras and other actors and everybody's literally playing connect. Xbox 360 connect <laughs> oh, awesome. all day long in front of these huge plasma screens. And that's all we had to do for that whole day of shooting. So that would probably be one of my favorite scene. And what was it like working with Nathan Crest? I mean, he's a big teen icon with being on iCarly and everything. So what was that like working with him? It was amazing. He, I was actually a little worried because you never know what you're stepping into, who you're going to meet, how they're going to react to you. But from, I met him in the airport, actually, on the way to Atlanta, where we were filming. And as soon as we saw each other, it was like, hey, what's up? And we were instant best friends. And to this day, we still talk. So it was really awesome. We really um, understand things the same. When we're on the same, we have the same mindset about a lot of things. So it was really easy working with him. 
Oh, that's really awesome that you were able to connect with someone so deep when you're going into sort of a new different film environment with different cast and crew. So I think that's awesome that you were able to make that connection. Yeah. And it's such a short amount of time that we get to shoot. And it's awesome that it's still going on after only two months of shooting. Do you still keep in touch with any of the other actors? Oh, yes. We are (laughs) literally we took the cast that's on the movie and we just relocated all of our relationship to Los Angeles. We act the exact same on camera as we do off. Like it's ridiculous. Um, and yeah, we've we've gone on a few field trips. I well, I was actually out of town shooting um, a new movie that I just finished now. While they went to Universal Studios, but we were supposed to go all together. <laughs> but we we plan to be friends forever. That's really awesome. I think that's so great that you were able to keep those strong bonds. Well, it looks like we're out of time. Titus, thank you so much for being on the show with us. We really appreciate it. No, thank you. And Game of Your Life comes out on NBC at 8 Eastern, December 2nd. Well, I'm Raven Devaney for Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. 
Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. I'm your host, Raven Devani, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Let's discuss the latest edition in the Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn. I have with me Gabriella Chu and Daniel Menegas. How are you guys today? Good, how are I'm you? Good. I'm good, thank you. Okay, so I have to say that I'm normally pretty nice when I'm talking about movies, but this film didn't exactly meet my expectations. I've never really been a big Twilight fan, so I think people that are really big Twihearts, their opinion will differ. But I don't know, there was just something about the film that seemed a lot different comparing to all the other films. So Gabriella, what do you think about, what are your initial thoughts about this film? Um, I kind of have the same viewpoint on this movie as you did. I wasn't really impressed with the acting or the plot because I thought the plot was very circuitous and the actors didn't really show much emotion. And I also thought the special effects weren't as exciting as the other Twilight movies. I think I have to agree with you with that on some level. I think with the special effects, the makeup was really cool, especially considering when Bella was um, turning like really sick when she was pregnant, because I thought the transition between her being really healthy and then her being really sick was flawless. But I have to agree in like a lot of the werewolf scenes, the special effects were terrible. Like it seemed they left it in not the final step they it seems like they left the animation so daniel what do you think about the overall production of the film i thought i thought it was all right uh, i thought the cinematography was really 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 good but other than that the movie was just sort of a little bit boring the acting was okay it was very very melodramatic as the <laughs> uh, as the actors and actresses there would be a scene where they're supposed to be very happy and the soundtrack would be happy behind them and they would just look mortified. I absolutely agree with you about that. (laughs) I think the soundtrack in the first couple of scenes, it was really odd because there was this sort of cheery violin music playing in the background throughout all the dialogue and all of the different scenes. And I didn't really understand what the point of it was because even when there was sort of heavier topic, that same music was in the background and it was really, really odd. And throughout the film, the music sort of leveled out but in the beginning, it was just really weird. So, Gabriella, how do you think the emotion of this film was captured? Um, I think the emotion of this film was captured not as well as it could have been because I think the acting wasn't really, it didn't really show the mood of some scenes. And I also agree with you with the background music, but also in the beginning, like when Edward and Bella were having their wedding, I thought the music in the background suited the tone. I think the wedding music was really pretty and suitable, but it was just those other first couple of scenes that was really odd. And another thing I think is that um, 
the first half of the movie is really long and drawn out, and then the second half of the movie just sweeps by really fast. I thought it was a little slow and boring because they are trying to take a book that's not quite long enough to break into two parts and breaking it into two parts. So I thought the movie was really drawn out and took a long time to pick up. I agree with you. And I also think where the movie ended was a bit shocking because I didn't think it was going to go that far. I thought it was going to end before Bella had her baby, but it ended like right after she had her baby and right when she transformed into a vampire. So the next movie is basically just going to be a giant battle. So I think it'll be interesting to see how they add more of a storyline to that. So, Gabriella, what do you think about the graphicness of this movie? There's definitely a lot of inappropriate content and bloodiness during some of, like, the birthing scene. So what do you think about how audiences will react to that? Um, I would recommend this movie for Twihards ages 13 and up because, as you said, there's a lot of frightening scenes that younger children might be scared about, and there are a lot of kissing and makeout scenes. So, and as you said about when Bella was giving birth to her baby, yeah, I think that was a little bit graphic. So, I just recommend it to kids 13 and up. Well, I know that they had to redo the entire honeymoon scenes, the entire birthing scenes, and the wedding scene, because the original rating was actually R, and they had to go back and redo everything, like, all over again to make it PG-13. So I thought that was interesting. And then another thing, I went and saw this movie again a second time with all of my friends, because they were begging me to go see it with them. And I went and saw it again, and I don't know if you guys will agree about this, but this movie seemed to have a completely different tone than the previous films. And I don't know what it is about this movie, but it just seems really different. And all of my friends sort of saw that too, that it seemed really different. So uh, what do you guys think about that? It's a, it's a little bit more serious than all the other films. I don't, uh, I don't think in any of the other ones there were, uh, as a, the, to- the um, situation was as serious as uh, the main character about to die because she had sex with a vampire. I think the other thing is just taking care of, the other movies are taking care of little problems, and this is the gigantic problem that they need to overcome, so it's a lot more serious. I see. So, Daniel, um, I have a question for you. What did you think about the acting? I know you said in the beginning of this segment that it was a bit slow and kind of boring. What do you think about the actors? Eh. They're okay. They're okay. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney. So right now we're talking about the Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn. And I asked Daniel what he thought of the acting. And he said it was okay. I have to disagree with you. I thought in the first, well, the first half of the movie was absolutely unbearable to me. Like, I honestly wanted to get up and walk out of the theater. It was so... I don't know, like, it didn't seem like it was very eye-catching or didn't really grab my attention because it didn't seem like they were acting at all. The facial expressions and the tone in their voice was the same for everything, like, every single aspect of the film. It didn't seem like they really had fluctuation of emotions. And then another thing that really bothered me is in the first couple of scenes, the music was 
I don't know, it was weird. It didn't go along with the story and it was just like constantly in the background. For every scene, it was the same soundtrack in the back. And I don't know, that just seemed odd and it didn't fit. So Gabriella, what do you think about the acting and the soundtrack in this movie? Yeah, I I agree with what you said about the acting in the movie. I didn't think the actors depicted much emotion at all. And it didn't really enhance the tone of certain scenes like what you said. And I also thought um, the soundtrack didn't really um, enhance the tone of certain scenes either. But I think for some parts, like during the wedding, the background music suited um, what was happening. I agree with you with that. I think the soundtrack picked up a little bit and sort of suited the scenes better, but it was just those first couple of scenes where there was that really random sort of cheery violin music in the background, and I don't know, that just really bothered me. So Daniel, what do you think about the music? I thought the soundtrack itself was good, but there were parts where, like you said, it did not fit the scene of the movie. But I I would have listened to that soundtrack by itself. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. So how many stars do you guys think you would give this film on a scale of one to five? I know we're bashing it pretty hard, so I don't think it'll get that high of a rating from us. Maximum three and a half, probably three. What about you, Gabriella? Um, I would give this movie maybe two and a half stars. I agree with you on that. I give it two and a half out of five stars only because it did not grab my attention. I know if you're like a Raging Twy fan, you'll definitely see this film multiple yeah. times. But yeah, but the, the thing is, the book is long, but it's not quite long enough to split into two movies. So they sort of had to stretch out the first half and it got boring. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the first half of the movie was just like really long and drawn out and sort of tedious. It was like, okay, when is the next part going to happen? And then the second half of the movie, I felt like it went by really fast. And I think it's interesting because where they ended this movie, the second movie is just going to be this huge battle. Like I didn't think that um Bella was going to give birth to the baby until the second um half of Breaking Dawn, but she did this half so I was like oh the next movie is just going to be a ginormous battle the next movie isn't so much of a battle as it is a standoff yeah yeah so Gabriella how many like what do you think the age group for this movie should be I know it's 13 and up but in the initial rating but what do you think Mm, I would still recommend this movie to um kids ages 13 and up but I would mainly recommend it to Twihards because I think that if you're not a Twihard or a diehard fan for Twilight you honestly might not find this movie so appealing because to me the plot was very circuitous and as we said before the actors didn't really show much emotion and the special effects were not very um, good as the other Twilight movies so I agree with you on that. So, Daniel, do you have a favorite character in this movie? No. Uh, if I had to choose one, I'm usually Team Jacob over Team Edward, but <laughs> no. I think I'm Team Edward, too. I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with the fact that he's shirtless half the movie, but it has to do with, I think, in this movie, his ethics were really, like, I think stronger than all the other characters, and he seemed like he had more of a stronger role in this movie because he protected Bella and he protected his beliefs, 
even though it, it put him in a really like dangerous path. So I thought that was good. And I thought that was very noble of him. And I also thought that I was, I'm very disappointed in Robert Pattinson, honestly, because he's a great actor in some of his other films and he has great potential to be really good. But in this movie, his character Edward is just like rapidly turning into a pale, poofy haired, pouty brick. <laughs> and <laughs> that, 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 that's, just, that's the line of the night. Yeah, that is, that's just a little bit too much for me. Well, we're going to end on that note. We're out of time. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Duvani from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critic Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Voice 
America Kids. Let's discuss the super cute new film, Happy Feet 2, with Niaja Bell from Atlanta and Anthony Aranda from sunny San Diego. So, how are you guys doing today, Anthony? We're doing great. Good. How are you doing? Awesome. Yay, that sounds good. I'm happy to have you guys on the show with me, and I love talking with you guys. It's always so fun. So, Niaja, what do you think about this new film? Everybody loves Happy Feet 1. It's about this feisty penguin that defies the odds, and he shows his differences, and he doesn't care what anybody else says about them, and he shows that it's okay to be yourself. So I know you really liked the first movie because you talked with me about it just a couple weeks ago. So what are your opinions on this new Happy Feet? Well, the directors could have done a better job of making it more interesting because they only focused on one topic. And I got kind of bored in the middle of the movie because they were only talking about one thing. But overall, it was a pretty good movie. Well, I think that's good that overall you thought it was good. So what topic was um, focused on too much that sort of lost your interest? Well, the earth was moving, the ice was moving, and the penguins got stuck in a hole, and Emperor Island started melting, and they were stuck in a hole in the earth, and they focused a little too much on trying to get the penguins out of the hole. I see. So you think that could have been moved on a little bit quicker? Yeah. So, Anthony, what are your initial thoughts about this movie and how it relates to the first Happy Feet? Well, I would say it's pretty much the same. Like, it just talking about one subject. They could just get that a little quicker and add a little more. And I think how it would relate is it's just another penguin growing up. And so since it follows the story of a new little penguin growing up, did you get to see a lot of the old characters that we all love? Well, yes, I got to see a lot of the old characters, um, Mumble, Gloria, and also, like, um, the person, like, at the top of the ice. The, yes. Like, they call him, like, the leader. So, since we're talking about characters right now, Naeja, do you have a favorite character in this movie or one character that you best see yourself as? Mumble, definitely, because he's not willing to change who he is. He's definitely the hero and star of this movie, just like in Happy Feet 1. Well, I think that's fantastic that you're able to see yourself as such a strong character and someone that's not afraid to stay who they are who they are and doesn't want to change for anybody so I think that's great that you know you're someone who's younger and you've already picked out those qualities in yourself so Anthony what is the name of the new little penguin that is growing up well his name is Eric and Mm -hmm. he just grows up through his life and for when all the other children are like you know dancing around like mumble does he doesn't know how to do it, so he gets all confused and everything happens. So, I see. So, like in the first movie, every, all of the little penguins were singing, and then Mumble, he would be dancing. And so now this new penguin, Eric, sort of has the same challenges and has some challenges as well. How do you think the emotion of this movie captured the challenges that he was going through? Well, I think the emotion would be really good because, like, sometimes when he was mad or sad, that it really caught and all the emotion happened. I I think it was really good. Well, I think that's awesome that the emotion was captured. 
So Naeja, what do you think about the soundtrack? I know music is a big part in capturing emotion and especially in these animated films. So what do you think about that? Well, the animation was definitely awesome. It made me want to get up and start dancing to the beat of the music. So what? my last question for you guys is, what did you think about the animation and the cinematography? I know that is the main aspect in this film. So was it up to your guys' expectations? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Mumble's son, Eric, looked just like him. And he had his challenges to get through life and who he really is. That's fantastic. So one last quick thing that we need to add is what age group and how many stars would you give this film, Anthony? Well, I would say four out of five stars because Mm -hmm. everything else is good except for they talk about only one just in like the middle they talk about one subject like i said earlier so that's what i would say and naeja what age group do you think this film is best suited for four and up definitely because it's such an adorable movie especially eric and his special talent of singing opera well that's fantastic thank you so much for telling me about this movie happy feet 2 it came out in theaters on November 18th, so you should definitely go see this adorable film. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing Happy Feet 2 and Arthur's Christmas and The Muppets. So we just finished talking about Happy Feet 2, and now we're going to talk about Arthur's Christmas, and I'm going to add Mackay onto the conversation with us. So how are you doing, Mackay? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Raven? I'm great. Thank you for talking with us today and adding into this little animation talk. So Arthur's Christmas is a new film that comes out on November 23rd, and it looks absolutely hilarious. I cannot wait to go see this movie. So what do you think about this film, Mackay? Well, um, this film is about Santa Claus's family, and um, so it starts, well, I don't know which one, so it starts with Santa, and every year Santa comes, and he gives presents, just like every other old year, but once that Santa gets older, his son becomes the next Santa, and Arthur, there are two brothers, and um, we have one of the Santas, and there are two brothers that have, um, that are Santa's sons, and one they think obviously is going to become, is going to become the next Santa, but unfortunately, it doesn't happen. Um, the humor in this movie, it's really good for all ages, is what I thought um, was a really good thing in this movie. Well, I think that's fantastic. So, Naeja, um, Mikai just said that she thinks that this movie is good for all ages because the humor is good. What do you think about that? Do you think you would suggest this film to all ages? Definitely. Because of the elves, they're so funny in the beginning, in the opening of the movie. <laughs> and you think that younger kids will able to be able to laugh at the comedy? Yes, definitely. My favorite part is definitely hilarious. 
<laughs> well, do you want to tell us what your favorite part is? Well, my favorite part is definitely when Arthur and Grand Santa stop at the Serengeti with all the animals, and they get attacked by lions. <laughs> and Arthur uses the magic dust to defend them from the lions. Well, that sounds like a very funny scene, and it seems like it would be a little bit funny and intense because the lions coming at them and everything like that. So, Anthony, we were talking about age a little bit earlier. Do you think that children will able, be able to go see this movie with their parents and their parents will be able to enjoy it as well? Yes, because it is really good. My um, my mother liked it a lot, too, and I think everyone would like it. That's fantastic that parents will be able to go see this as well. And I know um, my grandma and my aunt, they went and saw this with my little cousin, and I know they loved it. Well, they love it just as much as him. And I think that... I think that it's great that they're able to connect with that and everybody's going to be able to like that. Nyjah, what do you think your favorite character would be in this film? Definitely Arthur because he's so outgoing and he's so merry and he wants to get the bike to the little girl in England. And he cares about Christmas more than anybody else does in the North Pole. I think he's definitely a sweet character. Do you think that if you had to put yourself as one character, who would it be? Definitely Arthur, because he's so outgoing. And he wants to deliver that present so much before sunrise. Oh, that's awesome. So, Anthony, do you think that you would put yourself as a specific character in this film? Well, yes. I would say Arthur. Because I really love Christmas. So I know we have a bunch of Arthurs right here. Um, Makai, one last question is, do you think that you would put yourself as Arthur as well? I think I'd put myself as... Yeah, I might put myself as Arthur or... um. Yeah, myself as Arthur also because all of the other ones. But it's just... um He... He has compassion for everyone else. And um, just that one child, that one child that they missed um, in the modern version way of doing things, he decides to go the, all of the way and do whatever he can to get to the, um, the little girl before sunrise. And he's really caring about this little girl because... Um, Imagine if you were the one kid who didn't get something from Santa. Definitely. Well, I think that's great that we're all able to relate to Arthur, and that's fantastic. It looks like it's time to take a break. Thank you guys all so much for telling me about this fantastic movie and also about Happy Feet 2. Everyone should definitely rush out to theaters and see that with their families right away this holiday season. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. 
kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as kids' first film critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the kids' first film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. I'm your host, Raven Giovanni, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Let's discuss the new film, The Muppets, that comes out on November 23rd with Anthony Aranda from sunny San Diego and Mackay Colvin from Santa Fe, New Mexico. How are you guys doing today? I know I talked to you on the previous segment. So, Anthony, why don't you tell me what The Muppets is about? I mean, besides the obvious Muppets. Well, this movie is all about The Muppets. It's like when they go on an adventure with um, a Muppet and his brother who go meet the real Muppets um, at their studios. I see. So, Mikai, what was your overall opinion of this movie? My overall opinion was, mm, well, I like this movie a lot. Um, I think they could have gave Kermit the Crab, Kermit... The um, the frog a little bit of a bigger scene because um everybody wants to see a good amount of Kermit the Frog more. Otherwise, I think it was pretty good. I think that's fantastic that you like it. So, 
like you were saying, you wanted to see a bit more of Kermit. What do you think your favorite character would be in this film? Is it Kermit or is it someone else? Well, I like Kermit a lot and as well the own, the one and only Mrs. Piggy. <laughs> I agree with you on that. I think Mrs. Piggy is a fantastic character. She's so funny, but she's so demanding. And I think that's funny because we all have a little bit of diva in us, whether it's girls or guys or anything like that. So, Anthony, who do you think your favorite character is? Walter? Mm-hmm. I think he was really good. And when they did the show again, he mm-hmm. had a really good talent. But at first, he couldn't figure it out. I see. I think my favorite character would probably have to be Animal. Because, I don't know, I've just always loved Animal. I think he's really funny with his, uh, you know, the way he talks. And he's so funny. And uh, he's just a wild character. And my brother, uh, his favorite character is Animal as well, which I think is fantastic. Anthony, do you have a favorite scene in this movie? Well, I would think is my favorite scene is when like the whole gang gets back together they made another show because it was really funny and it was so that they could save their studios and why do you think that scene is funny well i would say it's funny um like when it was walter's turn and he didn't know his talent yet Mm -hmm. he ran out of the building and smashed (laughs) some bricks on his way Oh gosh, that's funny. So, Makai, who do you? What do you think your favorite scene is? My favorite scene would probably have to be well, the one Anthony talked about, and the one where um they're throwing the Muppet over the fence, and um uh they kind of are not sure, but kind of sure that it's an electric fence, and he just flies off the minute he touches it. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. So, um, like you were saying about. Most of these scenes are pretty funny. I mean, the Muppets are hilarious. Do you think that children and adults will be able to relate to that humor? I mean, I know my parents grew up with the Muppets. My dad was talking to me the other day about how he's so excited to go see this new Muppet movie because he grew up with the books and the Muppets and all of that. And he's very excited that his kids are liking the Muppets. So do you think parents and children will be able to enjoy this film equally? Yeah, because um, like you said, the grown-ups grew up with the Muppets, and um, I'm. This is kind of off topic, but kind of the same topic. Um, my dad, for example, he does not like pop music, but I think if my dad has, um, grown up with pop music, he might have liked it more. And since these grown-ups have grown up with um the Muppets. I think they'll definitely like it, and then that silly, silly little humor everyone likes from the Muppets will totally um, join in. And Mrs. Piggy is still on a lot of shows joining in, so I bet most people will recognize her. From well, the- that's fantastic. Well, if you guys remember when we were at boot camp, we got to see some previews for the Muppets before basically anybody knew that the movie was coming out over the summer. So that's pretty exciting that we got a sneak peek of that. You are listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing the movie The Muppets. So I have with me Anthony and Mackay, and we're talking about The Muppets. And I was just reminding them about how we saw some of 
the original trailers for the Muppets over the summer, and we got a sneak peek of that at boot camp. So do you guys think that the movie met your expectations? Because I know you guys love the trailers. So do you think that the trailers were as good as the movie and the movies were as good as the trailers? Definitely. Um, when we watched the trailers, my favorite one, I think they might have used this one. Um, they start out with this really cheesy romance and then the Muppets oh, yeah. come in. And it's like introducing the Muppets. And you thought it was this really cheesy romance. With romance, yeah. Famous actors. It, it was really good. I remember that. I think that was probably my favorite teaser trailer. So, Anthony, what do you think about the trailers comparing to the movie? Well, I think the trailers were really good with the movie. Some of the trailers were exactly the same as the movie. <laughs> well, that's good that you guys liked the movie and you liked the trailers as well. Because I just remember being so excited when we got to see a sneak preview of those trailers. So, Mikai, what do you think about the visual aspect of this movie? I know there's puppets, the Muppets are puppets, and then there's live action. So, how do you think that combined together? Well, um, I bet most of our audience here has seen the trailers, and they are very good, the combination. And I think they did very well with, like, covering up the strings that the Muppets are on. Mm -hmm. And they put so much, like... Every single word, I can tell that the Muppet's mouth is moving at that um, same time. And that's what really impressed me. Because if I bet if you looked farther back into the Muppets, it wouldn't have been like that. And now, like, they get it so perfectly in the right part that that was probably my favorite. So it's a pretty flawless production? It is. And then the live action, the actors, they were very, they were very good. And like, they kind of, it was like a new addition to the Muppets. And if you've seen the, all, um, more of the commercials, it's, they're like, um, wait, those aren't Muppets, the two characters. <laughs> um, but, yeah. so it was very, very, very detailed from when the beginning of the Muppets to now. That's fantastic. So, Anthony, what do you think about the acting? Well, I thought the act it was really good. It just showed everything that it could. That's awesome. I know that the Muppets are so hilarious and they're so funny because they are puppets and they contain such lifelike qualities and such realistic personalities. And so to throw in some live action actors, it's fantastic. And it's been done so many times before. Like I remember when the Wizard of Oz Muppets came out, I loved that because the combination of the puppets and live action actors is so flawless. So I think that's a great combination and a great yeah. mix. And I remember that they added Jack Black inside the movie. <laughs> yeah. It was really funny. Yeah, I, I'm i just going to tell you one thing about mm -hmm. the show is that they had one thing, head bowling. There was, oh a bowling there was a bowling pin on Jack Black's head, and one of the Muppets were about to throw a bowling ball at it. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's <laughs> so awesome. So I think that's awesome that you were able to see his performance in this, and I think that's awesome that we all like it so much. Well, it looks like we're out of time. I definitely think that families 
and kids and adults, even if you don't have children, should go see this because it's what we've all grown up with. And I think that's fantastic. So definitely go see The Muppets when it comes out on November 23rd. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and learn how you can become a Kids First film critic by going to www.kidsfirst.org. You should hurry because the Kids First campaign search has already begun and you have to enter in order to get enough votes to be seen by the judges. I'm Raven Devaney signing out for Kids First and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week.